Howdy chickens, welcome to another episode of QBT, a podcast where two queer babes talk about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. And this week, we are kicking off our new series, Spooky Season, October, Halloween's around the corner, Shawnee was born, Um, it's a brand (laughs) new topic, fears, phobia, and horror. And today, we're focusing on horror movies, their inherent queerness, and some of our favorite haunts. I am the angel from your nightmare, the shadow in the background of the morgue, licensed social worker and therapist practicing in Austin, Texas, Maddie Germs. And I'm Shawnee, a scary bitch (laughs) and a former New York City-based therapist turned media and entertainment badass based for the time being in Portland, Oregon. We might be therapists. But we are not your therapists. Okay. 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 Talk slick, all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> it's a new. Oh, is it? It is. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Here we are again <laughs> for another week of QBT. But you know, it's spooky season. It's like we're in October. We are fully into it. Um, you know, I am fully living living my best Libra life right now. Yes, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, How is that showing up for you? What does your best Libra life look like? Um, Me continuing to be indecisive, but everybody sort of has to deal with it. Okay. Yeah. I like it. All right. (laughs) So just keeping everyone in chaos and suspense. That's where I like to keep people. Okay, great. Yeah, that's my MO. Um... So we're going to be talking about horror movies today. First, so for today's sub slut, my question is, what was your first horror movie okay. like that you can remember? The Passion of the Christ. No. Um, oh I, my God. <laughs> that was the first R-rated movie I was allowed to see in theaters. Um, but for me, okay. I don't know if it's like my first, first one, but the one that I remember having to like turn off and then finish in the morning because I got so scared was gremlins and the part when gremlins, I know, I know, I know, I know. But like when you're a kid, Oh my God. It's a lot of suspenseful things. And one of those things was like after the water gets on one of them and they are in the school and then Billy or whatever the fuck goes to the school and he's, there's all those, you know how science classrooms all look the same. They're like those giant tables. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's a gremlin underneath one of them. And there's a knife, and I remember like he's like moving his hand towards the edge of the table, and I just was like, "Turn it off! Turn it off! I don't want to watch it anymore." And my mom was like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." Um, so we turned it off. But she like I grew up in a house where horror movies were like not cute. Like I think my dad liked some of them. My mom hates them, and. Yeah. So things like Gremlins where they were like spooky movies were okay. Scary movies, unacceptable. What about you? Gremlins is rated like G. It's PG, but it's one of those, (laughs) it's one, it's one of those, um, it's one of those eighties, nineties PGs where like you could get away with shit and titties sometimes, you know? Yeah. 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 Also Gremlins related. Um, I just remembered when we talked about Fenty last week and we were talking about Simone, no shade, but her look at the end like it was the red lip with the eyelashes it reminded me of the lady gremlins from gremlins the lady gremlins from gremlins too yeah thank you for 
bringing in I a mean, full circle moment. I mean, that Lady Gremlin is definitely trans, so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's the queerest movie I've ever seen. Trans icon. <laughs> um, Mine, you know, I was going to say Halloween, but then I actually thought about it while you were talking. And it was, at, I think my first movie was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh my God. That yeah. cover is iconic. It, yeah, and I don't like clowns. I've never liked clowns. And I don't, I don't like know wh- why I watched that movie at age, like, five. But it fucked me up for, like, life. I don't I don't think it made me afraid of clowns. I feel like I was already a little afraid of clowns when that happened. I... I don't, I'm, I don't hold as much fear. Like, I used to be, like, if a clown walked in a room, I would, like, freeze. Oh, yeah, same. Um, I don't take things, especially that, as seriously anymore. But there well, yeah, is something, we're all, like... because we're all clowns. Yes, I do think that's a large part of it, is that, like, just recognizing <laughs> that it's sort of, like, fucked up drag. But there's something, there's something about that makeup and the, like, smile that is just, like, it's really unsettling. It's, it's not fun. I do, <clears throat> I do not like clowns. I did not like clowns before I saw that movie. So again, I how don't old know. were you? I'm pretty sure I was like five or six. Oh, okay. okay. And <laughs> I did not like clowns from like the womb. Like it was just mm-hmm. like I don't like these things. I don't. I think I watched it with my cousin. Yeah, actually, it was my cousin because he was an ass. That sounds like a cousin movie. He would like also chase me around with like a fake like knife and <laughs> like a like a hockey mask. Like he was Jason. Sure, sure. You know what? Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, this is old news at this point, but it was new news when we recorded it. But Alvira came out as like bisexual or gay, has been in a relationship with a woman uh, for like nine. It might have been 19 years, but at least nine years. Um, oh, my but yeah. God. Like, I mean, definitely queer icon forever. Like, oh, yeah. She's the goth dolly or whatever. But, like, actually wrote was like, yeah, wow. I've, been, I've been been doing this. Y'all just didn't know. Um, you know? That is enjoy such a it. little surprise. I know. It's super. It's definitely a gift for this Halloween session. Um, um, yeah. I have, like, a part two to subslet. Okay. What was the last horror movie you saw? Or series. Um, well, technically the last full horror movie I saw was Candyman, and we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was Malignant, and I turned that shit off. I hated it. I Okay. First of all, <laughs> I was seeing all this stuff about it that was like, you know, it's camp, it's calling back onto like certain aspects of horror it's this sort of remake whatever i found it outrageous and not in a camp way like in a just bad way but i also hate that man's films i don't like insidious i I don't like those movies i like saw and he did this one other movie that i really like too that i can't remember right now but it's not any of the like the conjuring no, I don't like I don't like <gasps> any of those. No, I like the Conjuring. I no, I, I the trailer of the Conjuring is one of the best trailers of the last like fifteen years. Okay, with the um, the little, the like snaps and claps or whatever you know, the, the, <laughs> the, you know, but like no, the snaps I, and claps, girl, the snaps and claps. I don't like his movies. I don't. I think that he is just bad at storytelling, and I don't like him. Um, I have not heard good things about Malignant. It's, but I like that poster. The poster looks great. The poster is one of the coolest movie posters yeah. in a long time. That is yeah. one of the coolest, most inviting movie posters. The thing is that I just like, 
while I did not finish the movie, I turned it off and was like, this is what's going on. This is why I'm mad. And then I looked on Wikipedia to verify that I was right. And I was like, I did not need to finish this movie to understand what was happening. I just hate what's happening. Um, so I watched I about... I have not heard good things about it at all. I think I had another hour and 15 minutes left or something like that. But like, there's this one part where like reality shifted and then it was like very obvious what was going on. And I was like, I don't... I don't want to watch this movie. I have no interest <laughs> in it. I have no interest in it. Um, uh, but right now I'm watching... Um, I, I have like one episode left. I honestly would probably close this computer and watch it. It's the um, the Midnight Mass series on Netflix. It's the guy who did Haunting on Hill House and Bly Manor. And this is good. Like Bly yeah. Manor had like these storytelling aspects that were cute. Mm-hmm. It was more like a... But honestly, the problem I think what that was is that it had to live up to Haunting of Hill House. And yeah. it was more of like a lesbian period drama like it it was sort of about ghosts like like ghosts were actually an afterthought of that entire movie <laughs> that series movie, that series whatever that chaos makes mm. no sense it does not add up all no. of it is i don't even get me started because i i hate that movie i like blocked it out of my out of my mind we'll link somewhere the episode where we talk mad shit about it for 30 minutes but um so the- stupid <laughs> the Midnight Mass is like it's very good. It um it has this it's these elements of horror related to Christianity. Um it's related to demons and angels and like is it vampires? I don't know. It's a little How bit many of a slow burn. I think that there's seven. I think that there's seven. Okay. It ends obviously with like uh, revelations or something, you know, it's very like oh my God. that, but I love it. Um, it, the, it plays with color in a really cool way. There's a little bit yeah. of monster stuff going on. There's some body horror stuff. I will say the first episode is a little dry, mm-hmm. but it immediately picks up middle of episode two. I feel like all of his work or at least those series like are slow burns or like yeah. it's it doesn't it picks up like the last like three episodes like everything yes. starts coming to a head and you're yes. like oh okay this is what i've been sitting here for the last five hours waiting for. yes yep 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 it's good i you know i don't know how everyone's gonna feel about it and maybe <laughs> the last episode is shit but i've liked it up until this, until this point i don't think he can do any worse than the last episode of bly manor that is that's true that's true that's dang true. i miss sabrina Oh yeah, R.A.P. That's done, done, right? Or are we getting the last season, or is it done? No, it already happened. It's done, done. Did I watch it? I guess only I know that. It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. The very, very last season was like not good. I was like, they clearly mm. were just trying to get this done. <laughs> well, maybe she'll be able to do something where she doesn't have to wear that stupid wig. Kearing is that her name? Yeah, the little madman girl. Yeah. She's little baby madman. She's cute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you want to take a quick break? Break? Do you want to take break? a break? Yeah, I want to take a break. I'll take a break. Come back. <laughs> okay. Welcome back to QBT. We are here. Talking about horror. You are going to stop with this boogeyman voice. <laughs> boogeyman <laughs> voice. Have you seen that movie with the um the dude from Seventh Heaven, the the brother from Seventh Heaven, Matt? His name's Matt. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> well, there's a movie. And it was called Boogeyman. It was not good. But it was in that height time of like, you know. This, oh, like, yes. I remember that movie, actually. Like around the time of like Butterfly Effect kind yeah. of. Of like PG. Well, Butterfly Effect was rated R. But it was like PG-13 horror movies. Like anyway. Butterfly Effect was fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's a mess of a movie. Also, yeah. I just. I, I'm not a fan of Ashton Kutcher, especially in the present. But And you shouldn't be. <laughs> um, okay. Reeling it back in, I allegedly smoked weed, but um, my thing right now is, for now, in this present, right now, in this episode, right now, is horror. What do Mm -hmm. we enjoy about it so much? What are our favorite horror movies? How is it queer? How is it related to blackness? All of these things. But to start, do you even enjoy horror? Like, is that (laughs) something that you like? You know, I've thought long and hard about this. No, I don't. That's why I asked, you know. (laughs) I don't. I don't like horror at don't. all. Okay. No. I really actually I realize that I only like horror movies when there is like a hot like a like a cinematic quality to it. Like like Candyman, right? Like that's something that I'm like, that is an art piece to me that happens to be a horror movie. Okay. Um or something that is um I mean it, it has to be so culturally like a thing, like hereditary or okay get out right like i think that well get out very much so there was like a cultural impact related to that but like those are things that are like somebody told me about them being great and then you know they're just they show up everywhere whether you want to watch it or not so are you talking about like the a24 like midsommar that kind of thing yeah but i even feel like hereditary more than midsommar i don't think i would have seen midsommar if you hadn't seen hereditary if i hadn't seen hereditary but i only and i only saw hereditary because everybody was like it is a stressful ass movie and they had that thing there was like a um like a heart rate i guess monitor that like at that the scene where her head gets knocked off what no that's sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) there uh there's some like study. There was something that happened, and everybody like everybody's heart rate increases around that part. Sure. But nobody would tell you what was happening. So I remember when that movie came out, I was like, I don't even fucking care about this movie. I just want to see why everybody is so stressed out twenty five minutes into it. Yeah. And then I figured it out, and I thought, this is why I hate horror movies. Why would I put myself through this? Oh. See, <laughs> I think that you know that's like that visceral experience, the body being involved in the experience of a movie. Mm-hmm. is part of like what people love and or hate about it. Mm-hmm. The experience of having your body involved like that happens a little bit with like um excitement maybe, like a like a uh, like an action thriller. Like you might have like a little bit of adrenaline pumping a little bit or during like a rom-com you're like tear ducts might get activated or whatever, but there's yeah. something about horror, the suspense, like that build up that it involves the parts of our bodies and it involves in these like unpleasant sort of emotions that feel like called upon. They, they feel like summoned. And I think that that experience of the body is like involved in your cinematic experience. That's sort of queer. It's like sort of involving these parts that you reject about yourself in a safe, in a safe place. Right. Cause it's like, well, hopefully, movie theaters these days um i mean someone could break into your house and slash your throat open while you're watching a horror movie that could happen <laughs> are you are you trying to keep me from watching horror movies no i'm just saying i guess it could happen, happen. And that could happen whether i was watching you'd be watching the smurfs yeah <laughs> <laughs> same brain yeah. um no but like there's 
I agree. There is something about that fear, that tension, that like whatever it does to your body that gets your heart rate going, that has, yeah. that puts the, um, that gives you the chills or gives you the yeah. sort of like, I don't feel good about this. Mm-hmm. There's something about experiencing that. And this is also true of me with horror movies. I very rarely watch a horror movie by myself. Like, okay. I am usually like in somebody else's company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few things that I'll watch by myself, um, but usually during the daytime. So like, I don't know, there's something about going through that range of emotions, those quote unquote negative emotions that we don't experience every single yeah. day, experiencing them in like a safe way, right? Like you're not yeah. actually, there's not a killer actually after you, but you get to experience that feeling in a theater with other people. Like, okay. so you're not like experiencing communal that. experience. Yeah, there's com- there's communal, there's there's connected connectedness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a shared group fear, right? Like we're all afraid of this killer and there's yeah. something, I don't know, something, there is something pleasant about that. I've always found horror movies in theaters specifically to be a lot of fun because everybody is experiencing it for the first time and doesn't know what's happening and is screaming at the same time or covering their eyes at the same time. Um, and you know, you don't get that kind of stuff very often. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like, Sometimes if I want to be really scared, I'll make sure I don't go to a movie theater because sometimes other people's reactions mm. fuck with my reaction. Like if I hear a bunch of people screaming, I'm on, I'm most likely going to laugh. Like that is like my, okay. like that's, that's how I feel. Or if someone's like visibly really upset, I end up start watching them instead of the movie. Like I'm watching someone be like so upset. And I like, it's funny to me to watch someone like have that, gut like yeah but i also have actually absolutely i think hereditary is an example for me of like seeing that in a theater was something yes like the the sounds of all of that etc etc um but kind of run a wind it back a minute so you saw killer clowns from outer space (laughs) as a child (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then like what is some of your horror dabbling like if it's if you're not a fan of it, and you, some of the stuff that you're naming is more sort of recent, I assume it's probably because you have more white people in your life. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what <laughs> is that wrong? Well, I mean, there's a correlation. There's definitely a correlation. <laughs> Maybe the not the a more cause, white people you know, the more horror movies you've seen. Yeah, um, but but like <laughs> killer clowns to like I don't know five years ago. Like, what is your sort of horror experience? Um, I mean, I have seen the classics. Like, I've definitely seen. And I mean, I think I sought them out as a kid, right? Like, there is something about being a kid and it being a horror movie and you knowing it's rated R and it's probably going to scare the shit out of you and you shouldn't be watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, that just draws you to it. Like, mm-hmm. I think after Killer Clowns, the next thing I saw was Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it was just naturally, like, Friday the 13th because there's always Michael Myers, Jason. Those are, like, the two icons when it comes to horror, like, yeah. that I think of immediately. Um, and then, like, I would say at home, I that da- well, I would say about myself, I dabbled a bit more with, like, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, oh, there was another one that I was just that just dropped out of my head. Not Gremlins. <laughs> um, Leprechaun, Chucky. Oh, Leprechaun, Chucky. That's what it was. Child's, Child's Play. Play was something that Made me and by my cousin, faggot. yeah, that me and my cousin really enjoyed watching. Like, because you know, it's a toy, right? Like, it's it's based off of a 
a doll. So I don't know. Did you have that cool doll? The My Absolutely Buddy doll? Not. Oh no, it wasn't real, was it? Well, I mean, not the specific one from the movie, but it's based off of this thing called a My Buddy doll that was like, the, oh, not a Teddy Rumpkin. No, it's like it's similar those though. Were, I think it's made by the same people. Those Teddy Rumpkins are scary. Yeah, they scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, it's why I like the, the Chuck E. Cheese. Um, oh yeah, those things scary are scary too. too. They're like it's the emotion, but then you see the wires. No, it's spooky. and Furbies. Have you ever heard a Furby go off in the middle of the night? Yep. It's scary as fuck. It is spooky. <laughs> it is spooky for sure. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm I'm sitting with two like that. I'm trying to remember what it's like being a kid and chasing that feeling and just that mm. it's because it feels wrong. It just feels yeah. so wrong. There's something like devious about it. There's something, you know, that it's always something you do with a friend too, right? Like you're trying to like kind of dare each other into maybe watching it or experiencing yeah. it. Um, I, and that little like feeling that thing you chase is sort of what, horror movies are they are that like chasing of the thing that you know is wrong or the highlighting of the thing that is supposed to be wrong or the perversion mm. of the thing that we perceive as wrong i mean when we're thinking about halloween halloween is like about 70s suburbia having a reaction to black people moving into neighborhoods having a reaction mm -hmm. to the sexual revolution of like mm -hmm. what will this do to our kids you know mm -hmm. like this like overarching evil being dressed up as this which person. You know, and then halloween obviously is the iconic movie because it's the one that it built the idea of a slasher character and mm -hmm. like the slasher character taking out promiscuous teens mm -hmm. or minorities like first <laughs> um and also put you in the visual seat of the killer mm -hmm. um i mean psycho did that too but you have these one thing about horror is that it forces you to not only take on the view and experience things from a victim's perspective but one of the reasons horror movies are uncomfortable is because sometimes because it takes the view of the killer and you're like having to mm -hmm. sit with what does empathy look like for the world's in quote monsters you know I also find horror movies interesting in that they force us to sort of like look directly at death. Yes. Which is not something you experience every single day. Like, you know, death is, we're all going to die. It's the one, it's the one inevitable, it's the one guaranteed thing that's going to happen no matter what. And it's very interesting that it's the thing that we probably experience the least in our lives, like that we don't run up against very often until it happens. So I don't know. I've also found horror movies very interesting in that way. Um, whether that makes you more comfortable with death or not, it's just that is a that is something that if you're watching a horror movie, people are going to die. You're going to watch people die. Mm -hmm. And what happens in your brain when you're watching that? Like, what is that uncomfortable feeling about? Yes. It's you like, know? what do I need to explore? Like, and a lot of times, you know, especially supernatural sort of, or psychological horror too, it'll kind of question with religion or it'll sit with what happens after we die. And like, kind of having these, what does hell like? Like having these sort of dips into these, this horrible thing. Like, honestly, the Bible is so fucking scary. Oh my God, like, I find up. the Bible to be 
very scary, especially the Bible, Revelations. Yeah, the Bible is so scary. And then you also have your parents, or I had my parents, like, talk to me about hell from such a young age and talk to me about demons and stuff. And, like, I was literally afraid to turn out lights. I was, like, so scared of everything. And I had not seen a single horror movie. I didn't know who Jason was. I didn't know who, like, I just was scared of demons. And I was scared yeah. of going to hell. And that fear was shoved into my body at such a young age and like i think in our later episode when we kind of dissect fear a little bit more i'd love to talk about this more but for me one of the reasons that i started getting into horror movies was because i was like i am a little scare baby piss boy like i am so fucking terrified of everything the wind howls and i'm like ah like i just yeah. like i was a screamy little like just runty little bitch and like i was so scared and halloween was one of the first ones that i watched um i watched the exorcist with my dad and that is like still one of my all-time favorite movies but one of the things that i think kind of dips into this other thing that we wanted to talk about today which is like what makes horror movies queer is that like i'm watching the exorcist in early 2000s, uh, maybe late 90s with my dad who saw it when he came out. And he has a very specific memory of it being terrifying, of it being so sacrilegious, of it being like whatever, whatever, whatever. And I watch it and I'm laughing at parts. And I remember my dad like slowly looking at me as if I was a demon. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, boy? Like he was yeah. so, but to me, I'm like, that little bitch just turned her head around and ran down the stairs and spewed up pea soup. Like, isn't that hilarious? Like I found not only was it the special effects, but there's something about the sort of campiness about like the, Oh, you're afraid of this. Let's make it so scary. You have to look at it. That is sort of camp. It's funny. Like it's, yeah. there's, there's a, there's a hilarious aspect when you kind of move past the idea that it's kind of real. Another thing with horror movie for me is that, as I watched more and more and more, and then I would every once in a while I'll watch like a documentary on the making of, I started to realize like, oh my God, there's like nine people in this room. Someone is from the corner throwing blood into the scene. Someone else is filming it. Someone else is like, and it, it, it helped me a lot just kind of be like, what is this movie trying to tell me about life? What is this movie mm. trying to tell me about what it exists to exist in quote society. Like what is this movie is trying to tell me about where we need to go? What is this movie trying to tell me about myself? What do I need to face? You were talking about death earlier. I think another thing when like we think about queer people and horror is like, and I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this in terms of like blackness too, but like bashings and like, Exile mm. from family, um, being. Oh, you mean like it? Part sure. Two? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like putting these things onto the screen to sit with them and face them. Mm-hmm. And it's also why some people can't do it, right? Like some people yeah. can't sit through a horror movie because they're like, I have actually had something really similar happen to me. Mm-hmm. This is not something that I need to get over because like I lived through it. And exactly. like, obviously good for you, you know, like, and then there's other people who like sometimes seeing something like what they went through happen in these different scenarios in these sensationalized ways allows them to process it for the first time. You know, like all people come to art differently for me as a child who was scared of turning the lights off. Like I just sort of dove in and was like sixth sense, the exorcist. I was like, I want ghosts. I want demons. I want all of it. I want to try and get so maybe desensitized. I don't know, but also partially just like 
I want the gamut of what I think I could be afraid of to be thrust in front of me so that I can be like, bitch, the lights aren't that scary. <laughs> like at this point, the lights aren't scary. Yeah. And I think that like what you're getting at is the question that I have. I don't think I ask it every time I watch a horror movie. I will say maybe recently I've done it. Um, like, what is this in service of? Right? Like, how is this, how is this serving queerness? Right? Yeah. And not necessarily like, in a positive way or like it's making a positive impact. I'm just saying like, what is it doing um, for that community? And I, you know, I think immediately when it comes to BIPOC folk and I mean, black people specifically, like yeah. Jordan Peele making Get Out and sure. the cultural, the, just the, the commercial success, the like cultural success of that movie and what it has sort of spawned in its, um, since it like launched and since it premiered, we've talked about Candyman. I mean, us, came out uh he has nope coming out next year which i don't know what it's about but i'm sure it'll be in the same vein of it taking on what could be a heavy topic like related to black people and turning it into horror mm-hmm. um in some way shape or form you got lovecraft country um yeah you know which i, think- I'm, I can't not oh. believe it didn't get renewed i know i know how did that happen how did that happen anyway sorry that's that's horror. That's sorry. horror. That's horror. Um, <laughs> sorry, but like it, it makes me think of when it comes to like what is in what is it in service of? Like I, huh, I don't want to talk about this. You you brought it up earlier, black trauma and black horror, right? Yeah. I think a lot of the barriers that I have had like to horror movies or why even Halloween sometimes, I mean, I didn't really start celebrating Halloween until I moved to Oregon. Like before that, I was kind of like, I don't know why y'all are about all this like (laughs) demon shit, all this like scary shit. Like life A is already scary enough for me, right? Like just waking up and walking outside. So like, I don't, I, and I think this, could be true for a lot of other black people why do i need to go sit in a film to like watch all of this and be scared when i'm just scared being alive like today you know um the answer is you might not want to be exactly and you might not want to be i have plenty of friends that are just like no i don't watch horror movies i don't do that right and some of that is based out of black trauma and some of it is um based out of religion right like religion I mean, religion has a stronghold on just about everybody in this country in one way, shape, or form. Um, obviously, for the Black community, like, church is, like, at, has been at the center of it for so long. And I know that, I mean, you look at Candyman, right? When you talk about, like, don't be summoning shit, right? And, like, don't be bringing demons in the house. Like, I know um, <laughs> Crystal on the read will always talk about horror movies and say that, like, she's not watching anything that's about a demon or anything like that. Like, (laughs) why would she bring that into her home? And it's like, I get it, right? Like, we are taught these things in church about demons and about how easy it is for them to to take over your body or your mind or your spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's how my mom is. Yeah. And then you have, you literally have material. You have, you have a visual representation of a demon it, it's a very it's a very short path <laughs> like to like thinking oh if i'm watching this does this mean that i have now let this like evil spirit into my home sure. um i don't necessarily believe in that um but it took a while to get there like sure. i still don't really fuck with ouija boards and that just comes sure. from a religious place even though i'm not super religious so i don't know there's definitely these barriers 
not to access, but barriers to like wanting to consume, desiring yeah. to consume horror movies, at least from my black ass experience. Those are the two things that stand out to me most are religion and just like the everyday lived experience of like black drama. And I think, I mean, definitely yes. Anding that a lot of it was pretty much only like most movies was only about white people for so long. So like, mm-hmm. why would I want to see a movie about a bunch of white people running, running towards a killer? Like, okay. Yeah. Like right. that's, that's the experience that we get from scary movie and scary movie too. Right. Is this lens of the black audience watching these white horror movies. Or yeah. I think at that time was when horror movies were casting like one to two black characters to die within the, be the movie. The first people to right. die. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I think you have Night of the Living Dead that acts as like this social commentary from the beginning. Like in a lot of ways, horror allows us to sit with through the study of a monster, a vampire, a, mm-hmm. a, a exorcist, a yada, 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 yada about like, what is this sort of evil that is unspoken that we're going to speak about? You know, I think yeah. about... Um, uh, in a fun way, like Jennifer's body, right? Which is that, have you seen that? I really like Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body is great and has this yeah. sort of cult thing going on with it too. But it's also this like hyper lesbian movie that mm-hmm. like is also one of those movies that when it came out, got shit on by critics because it's a sort of campy hyper lesbian movie that like is actually really good. <laughs> like yeah. it's about what if we treated men as disposable and and literally disposable, like, um, and not in this way of like feeling guilty about it. Right. Like I, what am I trying to say? I think that there's these ways that horror can with a winky face be like, wouldn't it be horrible if like this happened, but it it's often just kind of like, what if the subversion of what is going on, happened mm-hmm. for 90 minutes you know like yeah um in a fun way oh what 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 oh no i was gonna say i mean and and i mean horror movies are film right film is an art form it is a way of making social commentary it is a it is a medium through which you can talk about the thing that's happening in this country or in the world um without like directly talking about it to your yeah point. but i mean it's also because it is kind of, even with regular genres, like it's sort of the least respected one in some mm-hmm. ways. I feel like that's shifting a little bit, but like there have been very, very few horror movies recognized as art in the same contemporary language as dramas, right? Right. And uh, part of that reason is because it's sort of originally a gay genre. Like, like mm. when we're thinking about these sort of, founders of horror we have like mary shelley a bisexual woman writing about frankenstein which is about like the queer desire to create life when you're not supposed to be able to create life that sort of mad scientist trope and like then that body that is created is queer that's a queer body that is like roaming around and it is then the monster like that is that person in that time period's experience of what it was like to be queer. And like, Mm -hmm. then you have things like um, Dracula, you know, Bram Stoker is like a friend of Dorothy is like writing love letters to Walt Whitman. And then you have the guy that directed Nosferatu, the kind of expressionist thing. What's that guy's name? Uh, WFM 
WFM Fatal. Uh, shit. Nosferati FW Murnau? Yes. FW Murnau. That's right. <laughs> I'm looking at something I did not know that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but like that person was a queer person too, you know? Um, yeah. Hellraiser I mean, was re- directed by a gay guy. Child's Play is a gay. It's a, it's a gay medium. It is. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, like directed by um, a gay man. And literally that is i mean i read an article a long time ago that said that is the queerest like horror movie that has ever like existed yeah and it's so true i like went back and watched it as an adult and was like this is about a gay man having like like feeling wet gay dreams. like ha- like having wet dreams like yeah. wanting to express his gayness and being afraid of like l- like the literal manifestation of like yeah. what will happen to me if and that- i come out the violence then being turned outward, right? Like that right. internal violence becoming this outward violence, which is a thing that happens when gay men repress their desires and dip into toxic masculinity. They can mm-hmm. become violent people towards themselves and others. Like, And that, I think, is one of the first times that even though it still sort of lies as subtext, it isn't exactly... That film is not marketed to straight people as like, this is about gay people in the closet. And then right. you have this movie that is so... It, it's still technically a subtext and it's one of the most like texty subtexts yeah. of that time, you know? Yeah. Um, I think different type of subtext is like Suspiria, right? That's about lesbian women. <laughs> That's about lesbian women, art, like, and desire and the eradication of men and the violence of men on women. But like, it's also not advertised as like, this is the lesbian ballet movie. But you watch it and you're like, all these women are in love with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know? And well, like- it's also interesting, the, the, the evolution of horror movies. Like, I do feel like, you know, at their advent sort of, I'm not going to say at their advent. Let's say like Halloween, Friday the 13th, all of that. Those were very much so, I mean, even Night of the Living Dead. Social commentary through these these like monsters right Mm -hmm. as time went on and specifically when you get into like the early 2000s and like the late 90s i will i venture to say there was no subtext there was no text text like they that was literally just we're making a horror movie and we're gonna get as corny as we can get and we actually aren't don't need to say anything about anything not all of them but i think about something like i don't know um oh what is that movie um like the, like the remake to Black Christmas, okay, and like the sorority house. I don't, I don't feel like. I mean, I've seen that movie like twice. Don't ask me why, but I've seen it like twice, and I don't think there was any point to that movie other than let's just get a bunch of girls running around screaming with like a killer chasing them. Some of my favorite movies are Christmas themed horror movies, like Krampus. Yeah. I love Krampus. Krampus is great. Um, and what am I? I know I know what you I know what you did last summer. Like what is that a social commentary on? Mm. All I can think about is Sarah Michelle Geller like being hot. Like, like but, I mean, but that's commentary. part of what it is. Like, I think yeah. that I think that there is some of it that where like it's the movies that get to be a little sleazy and like that is yeah. the point of them in some ways. Is it's like it's not porn, but like one of the reasons horror is not respected is because it allows sex to be at the center of some of its stories and mm. it not be this thing that is, yes, you have these absolute trope of like, if you fuck, you die, you know, like we've all watched Scream, but like 
there's also this idea that like they're making another scream by the way i don't know if you know that yeah scream five yeah um five scream um where like you sort of make the audience a little bit culpable by forcing them to watch the titties through the you make them yeah. a voyeur too you know yeah. like that's what i'm trying to say when she and like, ran out into the middle of the street and it's raining and she's wearing like a white white a white tank top and it's just like what do you want from me yes. and it's like yes. girl i want you to go put on a jacket Yes, but I mean, that is in the same vein. Oh my God, that's in the same vein as like Jawbreaker and these other teen movies about like, what does, I mean, if I had to make a guess, it's like, what is the cost of popularity? What is the cost of fitting in as in Mm. like the, in quotes, like American teen, you know, like that was a lot about what movies were at that time. Um, But what are some of your, Favorite horror movies, if you have not mentioned them. Favorite. Um, favorite. I know which, okay, the second, I know what you did last summer. I, I know still what you know did, what you did. I still know what you did last summer. Yes. Um, I really like that. I think okay. because it's like, I watched that at an age when I guess I could like watch horror movies like by myself and like. You know, like, it wasn't like a... I could go to, like, a theater and watch a horror I could tell my mom, I want to go see this movie. It's a horror yeah. movie. And she could, she would be like, okay, and would just take me to go do it. Versus, yeah. you know, earlier in life, she'd be like, hell no. Um, and that was one of those first experiences I had. Also, just, like, shout out to Brandy, because, like, she was in it and she survived, um, <laughs> which was dope. Even though you didn't think she was going to for a minute. Um, I need to I, rewatch those. Yeah. They're, I think they, they hold up. Um, favorite horror movies? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I mean, Halloween, I, I I keep saying it, but I mean, truly, I think Halloween is like my favorite horror movie. And I liked all of yeah, them except for that weird one, Season of the Witch, the third one. That doesn't make oh, any right. sense. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Friday the 13th series. I like all the Child's Play stuff. Friday the 13th is my least favorite. I think... In terms of like of the big ones, it's like Halloween series, then Nightmare series. But I yeah. honestly have not seen all of the nightmares. I've seen mm. a good oh my goodness. I've seen a good chunk of them, but I have not seen like all of them. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know what it is about Friday the thirteenth. It just does not reach my soul. Doesn't I, do I don't know if it was like because I didn't camp. Like I don't I didn't know what camp was until like <laughs> literally this age. Um but I think I always looked at that movie just like, well, yeah, y'all out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all would get out the woods, then maybe things would be a little different. Oh my God, I love Carrie. Carrie is fantastic. It's the best. I think that like, that movie, I mean, it's, also pretty fucking queer um i yeah, remember I watching mean, she that. gets literally trapped in a closet and told that like her her mom yeah. knows that like she's staining her pillow like yeah. they're all gonna laugh at you like it's so gay it's, it's so, so gay. gay but i mean it I, that like resonated with me like when i watched it at a young yes. age not resonated in like a not even that i felt like carrie i mean i do i did um 
but like the imagery, like the cross, like sort of the the heavy the heavy references to like religion and church. I think that was the first time I'd really experienced that because I didn't really watch mm. the exor- uh, the Exorcist until like I was like an adult adult. So yeah. something about that was just like wild and the visuals are just like her being covered like red and then like Ugh. taking people out i was like oh i like this <laughs> and then she, the hand comes out of the grave it's just i think it's one of the perfect horror movies like yeah. it's just it's so good and even though it's dated it's still so yeah. so fucking good um so good. one that's not good but i think you know i love is just the craft like it's not a good movie oh, but i love not, it but i love it you know, we're the weirdos, Mister. Getting revenge on men, like, yeah, love that. I honestly, I love a movie that just is like a male massacre. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, Assassination Nation. I've talked about that a bunch of times. I love Alien so much. It's one of my mm. favorite movies. Alien Ripley, good. which is this sort of like very queer. Lots of visuals of like tunnels and the womb and like the oozing. It's like very vaginal. It's very rebirth. It's very um, the power of of birth and carrying life. Um, I think that like that comes up a lot. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember the first time I saw Teeth. I was in high school, and oh, I, I still haven't seen that. You would really, I mean, I definitely think that you'd be, I think it got a lot more like, because I was in high school, it got more like, have you seen Teeth? It's crazy. And I feel like I saw it later and I was like, oh, this is just kind of, but I mean, it's super good. Vagina and Tata and like, just this, the way that violence is enacted on women and how to like recreate that. I, I'm all about these narratives that sort of give power in the way that we're supposed to be afraid of power and it allows it to be fictional so that it's not this thing that you actually have to reckon with in real life. It's something that you get to sit with in a movie screen of like, what if you could bite people's dicks off with your hole? That'd yeah. be crazy. Um, Blair Witch Project. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, like a favorite, but I mean, it fucked with me when I was younger. Now I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> I mean, for me, The Ring is always going to be one of my favorite movies. Oh, like just in general, I don't, I don't know what that movie experience would have been like if I was an older person seeing that, but that was one of my first sleepover movies. Yeah. It was one of my first horror movies. And I, I saw remember that in the theater. I remember I was at someone's house and then the person that I was sleeping with, I was sleeping on the floor and I didn't have a TV in my room, but he did. And so I just remember like being on the floor next to his bed, like looking underneath a bed that was what i was sleeping next to and then i was looking up at the tv screen i probably slept like 30 minutes that night but i also love that movie so much that i used to like fall asleep to it <laughs> like there, there are so many horror movies that i would have like fallen asleep to like for months at a time i would just especially when i'm drunk if i don't know what to pick i'll just like put on some horror movie that i've seen nine times because it's just like sounds and I know it's kind of crazy, but like I don't really have nightmares because I feel like that's horrible. What's in here is not. I don't know. I, hmm. I'm like very like my brother is not this way. Is deeply still like I don't fuck with that shit. Like yeah, really at all in general. He's be- better now. He used to not be able to like sit through a trailer. Like if a trailer came on of a scary oh. movie, he would like get up and walk away. But he'll sometimes like he's trying to like see more and so he'll be like is this something that i could watch i'm and then i'm like i can't be the one to tell you that 
because my gauge is not right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what some people name is like deeply horrible. I'm just like, oh, it was a movie. This <laughs> like, is, this is great. <laughs> yeah, I had a great time. Um, you know, we can't leave without talking about the Babadook, that, you know, gay icon. Oh, the like, Babadook. Yeah. And I mean, like that being reframed, it sort of became this gay thing just because it accidentally landed in Netflix's LGBTQ section. Like it was a full glitch that then like got screen capped and then memed. But it is sort of this thing of like, the more you deny me, the stronger that I get. And like this strong, strong desire for family values so much so that will lock this monster in the basement in order to have this like perceived lifestyle of what it means to be in a happy family. Hmm. Like everything's fine, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I think that that comes up in horror a lot. And I, is horror the best genre? I don't know. Do I find almost all of my favorite movies like falling under that category? Yes. I find mm. something deeply, deeply comforting about horror movies. I think that they were the scary, scary place that I sought out to find safety in when nothing around me felt normal nothing Mm. around me felt safe nothing and like but then it all had this illusion of safety and that was what was eerie about it and i was like this is too eerie i need to see some monster bite off a head because i can't deal with the fact that like everyone is telling me that they love me and i know they're lying (laughs) like you know (laughs) what i mean like it's like it's this like weird fucked up thing of like my brain is being torn into a million pieces all the time just trying to like get through these this bullshit i'm gonna go watch something either either that's such bullshit it's ridiculous and it's going to make me laugh even though it's Mm -hmm. in quotes horrible or i'm going to watch something that's like really horrible sit with it sit with that negative feeling but the more you teach your body to sit with that negative feeling when that negative feeling occurs in your real life it doesn't feel as foreign and scary it's something that you've dealt with a lot before and you can like handle it i am not even going to say anything because that feels like the perfect place to stop since we are going to be covering fears and phobias like in the next coming episodes. And I feel like that said that leaves the door wide open for that. Yes. Let us know your favorite queer horror movies. We'll talk about them another week. <laughs> I was going to say next week, but it was not next week. Some week we'll talk about it. Um, okay. Let's take our meds. <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke. Let's take some meds, y'all. Um, I'll go first this week. So my meds are... It was my birthday weekend. Last weekend was hey. my birthday weekend. I celebrated another year around this planet. Um, and I rented a house on the Oregon coast with some of my close friends. Um, it was my last... It was, it was. It was my last birthday in Oregon. It's mm. kind of wild. I, like, was trying not to put a lot of pressure on it, and I don't think I did, but, you know, it's still emotional. It's still sort of, like, in a good way, right? Like, I, I've had a lot of good birthdays here. This is actually the first birthday where I, like, decided to rent a house and, like, do, like, a cabin getaway. I feel like I've been to a ton of those, but it's never been, like, my planning. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm happy I had that time with, with, with those people, with those friends of mine. Um, shout out to Carlos, the bestie, who planned just about everything for me because I was so busy and stressed out with 
everything else in life and getting ready for a move to LA. So I don't know. It was, it was fun. It was, um, the theme was the 2090s. So I wanted like 90s outfits, but like futuristic. Okay. Yeah. So imagine if the 90s happened in like the 2090s. Um, Yeah. Lots of lots of dancing, lots of cute outfits. We had a little runway show. It was nice. Aw. No, no qualms, no issues. I had a very, very, very good birthday. I love that. Also, in this video, you have your um you have your blonde braid that's coming down. Yeah. Then the um headphone is like kind of blending into it and it looks like you have like the longest single braid oh like gosh. just coming down the front of your face don't give me ideas girl <laughs> just just one like down the i love it um <laughs> anyway i like i knew that's not what was happening but then there was a moment where my brain was like looking at it and i was like what yeah. is that um anyway. also second med for me is i have been getting compliment after compliment on my hair and i mean it looks it's like great a, it's a bit of a mess now this has been in my head for like over a month but um i don't know your girl might be rocking braids for a very long time. I'm excited for you. Also, very LA. I think lean into it. Mm, thank you. Um, what are your meds? My, my meds this week is I also got a little getaway this weekend. Um, I don't have too much to say because some of it is um, a little bit of a surprise and someone is in my house. So I don't want to like to say too much, but um, I am excited for the ability to have gotten away from the move has been wonderful and the transition has been a lot, but it's also just been a lot. And I'm excited to have like a moment to just bop away for a second Um, to have something to come back to and feel excited to come back to it. I feel like I just haven't been able to feel that yet. So like, that was an exciting thing Good. this week to like be able to come back and feel excited to come back to it. Yeah. Um, I feel that. This was also the longest that I like have taken off from work. Like I straight up had like a five day weekend and I have yeah. not done that in the year and some change that I've had this new job. So yeah, it's been it a while. I'm glad. good. <laughs> Yay. Well, do you want to take us out? Um, No. Okay. Um, well, don't forget to uh, share your experience on uh, horror and what, how you interpret it and what queer horror means to you and what are some of your favorite horror movies. Let us know via DM at QBT Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email us at QBTPodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 971-220-8874. We want to hear from you. We love Call you. Us thank up. you. Thank Call you. Thank us. you. Thank you. Hit us on the beeper. Um, girl, I don't, I don't know why I said that. Uh, Hit me on the sidekick. <laughs> 2090s. Um, don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you to Marquis and Chanti Darling for letting us use their music, and thank you to Ali Kilt for helping us with editing and Carlos Encounter for our digital footprint. We love y'all. Um, and if you have not got Keeks Mag, go get you some Keeks Mag. Um, also, I truly am up right about to log off and watch the final episode. Of go Midnight go Show, watch so. that, and I'm going to go watch the first episode. Okay, party. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>